this morning. I don't know whether you've noticed the quality of the singing. It's just great this morning. Thank you. Very encouraging to me. I don't know about you. You know, yesterday we moved Bridget Goldberg's possessions from Chicago to here, to a storage place. And what was interesting about it, we had a couple of 20-year-olds, 20-plus-year-olds working. And we had two 78-year-olds, John and me, working there. It was kind of really fascinating to see the contrast there. And Drew was the organizer, so he did a great job. <laughs> uh, my job is to talk about communion this morning. And I want to, first of all, I'm going to talk about Jesus' attitude and respect for women. Now, I know I'm a week early for Mother's Day. This is not about Mother's Day. But it's about Jesus' way of approaching women. And it has always impressed me, and it actually kind of blown me away the way he, especially given the culture of the time, women were just not given really high respect. I mean, there were exceptions, but in general, women were not treated with high respect. And Jesus was just blown away the way he approached it. I want to talk about my wife for just a moment. She she would normally be up here beside me, but she's not walking too well these days with her boot on her foot. foot. But I really highly respect her as a mother and as a wife and as a partner in the gospel for 53 years. So... <laughs> You know, Jesus uh, had interactions with many women. First of all, his mom. How would you like to be the mom of the Son of God? That would be, oh, right there's one that said, yes, she would. <laughs> that caught me off guard. <laughs> what, what, a, what a responsibility. I mean, what a blessing, but what a responsibility. Yet he treated his mom with respect. Uh, I just always remember when they came back looking for him. He said he went home and he was became subject to them in their household. Now, this is after he'd said, don't you know what I'm supposed to be doing? I'm the son of God. I'm supposed to be doing this stuff. Yet he fully respected her, went home, and was obedient to her. What about the woman caught in adultery? You know, he called all the men that were there, if you're going to throw, the, throw a stone to a killer, then they let the one that without any sin start the process. And they all left. What did he do with the woman? He said, just go and stop your sin. He didn't, he didn't castigate her. He didn't belittle her. She was already belittled. He just said, go and stop sinning. What about the widow at Nain? He saw a funeral procession going by on the on the pyre where the dead person was, was the only son of a widow. Jesus immediately cried. And he went and raised that young man because he felt so much sympathy for that woman, that widow. What about the woman with the bleeding disorder in Luke 8.48? You know, they, they were giving him a hard time. He's not supposed to be doing miracles on, on the Sabbath. He said, this daughter of Abraham has suffered for this for 13 years. He didn't just call her a woman. She's a daughter of Abraham. You're a man of Abraham. She's a daughter of Abraham. He made that point very strongly. 
A woman was bent over for 18 years. He saw that. Can you imagine being in that position for 18 years? He saw her and he immediately took great passion on her, compassion. What about the sinful woman who anointed his feet? What a weird situation. He's in a Pharisee's house. It's all these people, men. And this woman comes in. They know she's a sinner or so. And she's anointing his feet. And yet he treated her very gently. gently. You know, there's so many things like this. But my favorite story in the Bible and my favorite story of all is John chapter 4, the woman at the well. You know, in this day and time, she would probably be called a slut. Five husbands living with somebody then in a small village. Can you imagine the reputation of that in a small village? She was treated probably like dirt in that village. Interestingly enough, in the 90s, Ed and I had a chance to visit that village. And I drank from that well. They were selling it, by the way. The Arabs had taken it over. <laughs> you had to go do the thing and then drink. <laughs> but I did drink from that well. And it's a little tiny place in the middle of nowhere. And it was a very significant thing because this woman, uh, she had an impact on that village. She caused that whole village to come out and hear Jesus. How good is our evangelism these days? She said he knew everything that I did. He told me. And she brought the whole group out there. You know, he was very kind to her. He could have ripped her apart. If you think about it, the morals of this lady, the lack of them, the way she uh, was probably treated in that village, she had no self-esteem. And yet he was kind to her. He, he treated her with incredible kindness. What does this have to do with communion? This totally illustrates Jesus' approach of gentleness. Gentle, Jesus, I, I found a book uh, called The Allure of Gentleness. How to be kind to people, how to be gentle to people, and reach out to them. It's written by Dallas Willard, one of the giants of modern-day religion. The allure of gentleness. Gentle, gen how gentle Jesus was to everybody, but in particular to these women that we just mentioned. I think as we take communion this morning, we need to be kind of respectful as we remember him, as he asked. Let's remember his gentleness to all. Let's be kind to each other and kind of the people we meet. Let's pray. Father, we're very grateful to be here this morning and to be able to take communion, to remember Jesus and remember his character and how gentle he was to everyone. And we pray that we can use that as a challenge to us, that we practice gentleness to all we meet, including each other. We are grateful for the blood and the, and the bread of the communion, uh, as we partake communion, we uh, remember how Jesus was treated when he was 
subjected to all the treatment that they gave him. And yet he looked down on the crowd and said, Father, please forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. How much more gentle can you get than that? So we're grateful for him. We we pray for the communion right now that it will really take us back to Jesus. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Sure is quiet in here. It's time for us to take up our contribution. You know, I've been giving online for so long, I can't remember the last time I wrote a check at church. Uh, I do not like writing checks. That's one of the reasons I've been doing it that long. But uh, it's time for us to remember that God has blessed us tremendously. We live in a very wealthy country, in a very prosperous part of the country. Uh, The state of Alabama may not be that way, but we are here in Huntsville. Uh, We live in a bubble. 
and uh, we need to appreciate the fact that we live in a, a bubble that God has allowed us to live in that's really well blessed here. And uh, as we think about giving, you know, basically God says, I don't need your money. I'm glad he doesn't, but I don't need your money because it's all mine anyway. So all I'm asking you to do is think about how you're stewarding what you have. So as we give this morning, let's just have that thought in mind. We're doing this as stewards of what God has already given us. Let's pray. Well, I thank you that we have the opportunity to give. Thank you for the providing the things that we have to give. And we ask that you bless it and help us to use it wisely. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen.